Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Ohioan Podcast Network. Uh, Craig Schaub here with Bob Garver, our New York City film critic. And that means that we are talking new movies this week. Bob, how are you doing today? It's not Monday. We are recording on Tuesday. So how are you doing? I'm, I'm doing great. Happy Tuesday. Yes. Well, we've got uh, a, a pretty big slate of new movies after we've had some you know recent releases. So thankfully, uh, studios are, are maybe not too scared of the Delta variant. They're uh, starting to release movies here during uh, the pandemic as we see numbers grow. So hopefully, uh, maybe studios now are just kind of putting the, you know, their feet in the sand and saying, let's go for it. So this week, we've got three new ones that you're going to look at. Uh, the, they're probably about as different as you could get. The first one is Paw Patrol, which out of the three was the highest grossing movie at the box office among the new films. Uh, Bob, I'm not sure if you're a Paw Patrol fan or have ever seen the show. I've seen the show bits and pieces. I have a niece that I've watched it with. Uh, but tell us a little bit about Paw Patrol the movie. Uh, well, uh, Paw Patrol the movie is about uh, how the Paw Patrol gets uh, drafted from Adventure Bay to Adventure City uh, because of uh, the new evil mayor of Adventure City uh, constantly uh, getting the city into situations where people need to be rescued. And uh, one of the members of the Paw Patrol uh, had a bad experience uh, being abandoned in Adventure City once. And uh, because of that, he, um, he he's now afraid to operate in, uh, in Adventure City. Well, I know we've talked a lot about, you know, we've, we've, you know, you've reviewed animated movies. We've talked about our favorite animated movies. And ultimately, I think, you this, know, this would, this uh, would not make it onto that list. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I think what makes a great animated movie is one that maybe can uh, appease the audience for the youngsters and also appease the adult audiences. Um, it, it, as you just said, this one's not going to make that list of your favorite animated films, but is this at least something that adults can sit through the, along with children, or what, what are your overall thoughts on Paw Patrol the movie? I mean, not not really. There is just nothing for adults here. Matter of fact, there's nothing for uh, children in, in about first grade or above. This is a movie for for kindergartners or, or lower, um, and it definitely doesn't have that for all ages appeal that uh, that something like Disney does. It doesn't even have um, like a not, like a lot of Nickelodeon shows. It doesn't have that um, appeal to both kids and a certain segment of immature adult. Well, uh, you know, it's sad to say you always, you know, I, I hate when you have to sit through movies you don't like, uh, 
because I've been there before where I've sat through movies where I just don't like it. I know I'm probably not going to like it. Um, but, you know, you, you give it a chance and sometimes you get surprised here. You didn't. But uh, overall, what's your what's your final grade here for Paw Patrol, the movie? Um, I, I the fact that it's not for me and the fact that the kids in my theater were loving it. Um, I, I kind of averaged those two factors uh, out to a uh, out to a C. OK, well, this is uh, also one of those movies where you see in theaters or also on Paramount Plus uh, as it is streaming to subscribers. So maybe if you don't want to pay the extra money to go to the theater, you, you, but you want to maybe put the kids in front of the, uh, you know, the TV and have them watch it, maybe that's an option too. So um, next up, we're going into the uh, the action realm here uh, with the the protege. Now, this, this is a movie that has a piqued my interest a little bit. Martin Campbell uh, directed, he's the um, director of Casino Royale, among other movies, starring Michael Keaton, Samuel L. Jackson, Maggie Q. Um, now, two of those uh, actors, as I recall, were on your list of favorite actors a while back, Jackson and Keaton. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Jackson and Keaton, I love them. And I'm also happy to see Maggie Q get, you know, a really nice starring role here. Uh, I, I enjoyed her work on the La Femme Nikita reboot. Um, so is this worth it here, Bob? I mean, don't break my heart, but I think you might. I don't know. Let's see. What do you have to say about the protege? I actually kind of like the protege. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, we've seen – it seems like every year we get a, a movie um, in this female-driven – um, spy, assassin, revenge movie. Um, right. You know, one year it's Atomic Blonde, one year it's uh, Anna, um, Red Sparrow, The Rhythm Section, something like that. Um, they haven't been faring very well lately. Um, this is this is probably one of the better ones. Okay. Um, what? Uh, what I mean, what made you uh, stood out about this? Some 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 good action. Uh, some fun performances. Maggie Q apparently did a lot of her own stunts, and uh, and and you can tell. And um, generally, it's just a good example of a of a, or it's just a good entry in a genre that's uh, been doing pretty badly lately. Um, a lot of the things about the plot don't make sense, uh, especially a uh, a twist involving one of the big three toward the end, and then uh, just the just the end the actual ending to the film is really flat. Um, because the the script okay. the script is about as bad as those other movies, but the but the performances and the action scenes kind of kind of raise it above the others. Um, I think studio kind of um, kind of underestimated this movie. They um, it, this movie got kind of buried, and I think if they had pushed it more, it um, it could have done a lot better. Do you think it was just a, a lack of marketing, a lack of uh, a good release date? I mean, how do you how do you think the studio maybe failed this movie, so so to speak? Yeah, I mean, it got it got buried on this um, weekend with four wide releases, right? Um, and then it, it of the four of them, it wasn't pushed very hard. Um, also, the studio um, I think really underestimates um, Maggie Q. They they make it look like Michael Keaton is the is right. the lead character in this movie, and he's he's not. He's he's um, second or third, um, as as far as screen time, it's it, this is really Maggie Q's movie, and right. this movie the um, marketing didn't do a very good job of making it look that way. 
Well, I will say I'm I'm happy to see now, and I'm based on the trailer. Now, maybe you can clarify, but it, it does appear that Michael Keaton is the villain in this uh, this movie. Um, and what I've seen in the trailer, it seems fun to be able to see Michael Keaton kind of sink his teeth into a sort of a villainous role this time around. He's uh, he's an antagonist, although um, not uh, not fully committed to the antagon- to the antagonistic side. Yeah. Um, He's. I mean, he's been a, a bad guy recently in uh, in that Spider-Man movie, that Spider-Man sure. Homecoming. Sure. Yeah. Um, and apparently, he's going to be coming back uh, in uh, in Morbius. Uh, okay. As, as Vulture. Um, but in, in this movie, you know, he's he's fine. He gets some funny lines. And uh, of course, you know, as I said, you know, as you pointed out, Samuel L. Jackson and Michael Keaton both made my favorite actors list. Um, based on the trailers, though, it doesn't seem like Samuel L. Jackson is prominent in this movie, although obviously he's featured due to the, the name recognition, but it almost makes it seem like he's maybe eliminated from this movie at some point in the in the proceedings, maybe early on it almost seems, and then she goes on sort of this revenge tour. Is that sort of how we're supposed to read this, or was the trailer maybe cut specifically to, to make it seem like that? Without going into too much detail, he's in the movie more than the trailer makes it seem. Okay. Well, I I apologize to the movie people out there, but I will say this. If you've seen the trailer, they don't really make it a secret that something happens to a certain character in this movie, in, in my opinion, just watching it. Um, how something they, something may or may not happen to a certain character. Right. Okay. So we'll we'll get that out of the way, so no one comes at me and uh, and tries to you know burn me at the stake for that. So uh, why well, I appreciate the save on that, Bob. So what was your final grade? It sounds like this is a sort of a nice uh, late summer surprise. What was your final grade here on the protege? B minus. This is actually um, this is actually one of the more exciting movies I've seen in a while. Okay. Great. All right. Well. Uh, not sure if this next one will be uh, in that category of excitement. No, uh, it will not. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to talk about uh, which may have been the biggest dud at the box office, uh, given its you know wide release, and also, of course, you know who was you know starring. Although the protege didn't make a ton of money either, finishing in seventh place. But how about Reminiscence, the new Hugh Jackman movie? Now, this is one of those same day releases at, on HBO Max. So you can see it in theater or at home. Um, the box office was not too kind to this latest Hugh Jackman movie. It seems like it's a uh, big ripoff of a lot of other science fiction movies and fantasy films that we've already seen. But tell us a little bit about Reminiscence. Uh, Reminiscence stars Hugh Jackman as this guy who, um, in, a, in a dystopian future uh, where global warming has caused uh, water levels to rise in Miami. Uh, this guy owns this machine that uh, allows people to travel to uh, to happy memories, um, or uh, or in some cases helpful memories that can help them with information uh, about the present. Uh, but uh, he falls in love with this femme fatale type played by Re- played by Rebecca Ferguson, um, ostensibly to uh, to help her find her keys uh, from earlier that morning uh but then there's this whole uh 
rigmarole conspiracy disappearance deal, and uh, he wonders what happens to her and uh, what, what secrets lie in, in her past and her present. Okay, but, so, um, yeah. I like to, um, yeah. I like to tell my family and friends, sorry. I like to, I like to tell my family and friends that I'm a person that, um, that doesn't get bored, that I can always find something mentally stimulating in any situation. Uh, th in this, with this movie, I was bored. This is, this is one of the most boring, rumination-filled, just dull movies I've ever seen. Yeah, it's kind of uh, sad to, to hear that. You know, Hugh Jackman's one of those guys that he could have been easily on my list of favorite actors. I really enjoy his work, and he's very versatile. Uh, I like Rebecca Ferguson a lot as well. Um, so it's kind of uh, kind of a bummer to hear you say that, Bob. But I guess I wasn't going to be very surprised because this movie just didn't look good to me. Um, and I even, even the title, I fell asleep halfway through the title. Reminiscence. <laughs> Too many letters. Yes. Uh, well, and, you know, this is uh, written and directed by Lisa Joy. She's been a producer on Westworld, uh, Pushing Daisies as well, she's known for. Um, so, you know, this is one of those movies where, you know, she gets a chance to, you know, maybe get a solid budget, work with a good cast, and unfortunately just doesn't come together. What's your final grade on Reminiscence, Bob? Um, D. And, uh, right. yeah. I'll just. Uh, I'll just make another joke here. Um, this uh, Lisa Joy, she's known for for Westworld, but this movie uh, reminds me of another, uh, both because Kevin Costner's Waterworld, uh, because ah, um, yes. both because the city is flooded and uh, people use a lot mm. of boats to get around urban areas, and uh, and also because it's a huge flop. Yes, well. Uh, maybe if they make a sequel, they'll have evolved into having gills like they did in Waterworld. Who knows? But uh, all right, Bob. Well, unfortunately, you had to sit through a couple of duds this weekend. But thankfully, the protege kind of helped out a little bit. Uh, what's on the slate for next weekend? Candyman. All right. A much uh, anticipated delay from last year's uh, COVID delay schedule. So hopefully uh, that one turns out good for you. I'm not sure if you're a huge horror fan, but... Uh, could be an interesting movie. Um, I, I've been very much looking forward to that one, and um, and and hopefully it'll be better than the movies this weekend. All right, Bob. Well, hopefully you get to get a chance to sit through something good next week. Uh, we will see you next week, Bob. Thanks so much for joining us, and uh, we will be signing off. So out, out there, everybody, go ahead and go to the movies and uh, maybe skip Reminiscence and uh, Paw Patrol, but maybe uh, go check out The Protege. Thanks a lot for joining us, Bob. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. This is the highlight of my week. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.